91.3 KBCS, Music and Ideas, listener-supported radio from Bellevue College. Children's Film Festival Seattle is one of a small number of children's film festivals in the country. The festival in Seattle features over 150 films and started a week ago. It finishes up this weekend. All the films are geared for children, and you can go in person to Northwest Film Forum in Seattle's Capitol Hill to view them or watch them virtually from home. They organize their program by age range, for example, two years old on up, eight and up, 10 and up, 12 and up. The festival's director, Kendra Sherrill, shared that some films are set at eight and up due to the subtitles on foreign films that the kids need to be able to read. Here's Cheryl speaking with me this week. There's something really beautiful about being in a shared space, especially a space like a movie theater, where you have this collective experience with others around you. You're all laughing together. You're gasping together. You're crying together. Kids are not having the opportunity to have those collective experiences. I also think that kids live in a little bubble, and that's totally fine. If we can maybe insert a little bit of something different into their lives. I think that's really important. We really try to prioritize underrepresented stories in our festival. So you're going to see films from so many different countries in so many different languages, from so many different types of backgrounds and kids from around the world who don't live like the kids do here in Seattle. And I think it's important to maybe get them to open their eyes and start to realize that there's a world beyond their home. We're just trying to bring some films and content that you really won't find mainstream. You're not going to find it, you know, on Netflix or at AMC. Like it really is independent film from around the world. Tell me of some highlights. One of the feature films we'll be screening on February 11th is called Singo, and it's from Iran, and it features this spitfire of a character. She gets in trouble trying to save a critter, and um, it actually ends up putting her family in hot water with her village. They live on an island. It's actually really beautiful uh, scenery. It takes you through her journey of trying to make up for the mistake she made, but Is the mistake she made really a mistake? That's the feature film Singo. And our other feature film we're screening on the closing weekend is The Magic Flute, which is a German fantasy musical film (laughs) based on uh, Mozart's opera of the same name, The Magic Flute. And this one is big and epic and beautiful. And there's a really big cast in it and lots of magical and fantastical elements to it. There's opera singing, there's dragons, the costumes are beautiful and vibrant, and it kind of just follows this student who is at this prestigious music school, and he gets transported in and out of the opera that is the magic flute. So it's quite a journey, quite an adventure. There is a beautiful short film uh, that's in our Growing Pains short film block, and it's called Eid Mubarak. And it's about this six-year-old Pakistani girl who is faced with the conflict of her beloved pet goat that might be eaten for the Muslim holiday. And she's sort of aware of this for the first time, dealing with her love for her pets, but also, you know, the importance to her culture. And it is 
an absolutely stunning film. The colors are so vibrant, beautiful costume design. The colors actually change as she starts to evolve as a character and comes of age, you know, a little bit and, and has those growing pains. The filmmaker will actually be in town this weekend to present her film and she will be doing a Q&A after the screening. And then there is an animated short that's featured in our Warm and Fuzzy program, which is the program for our youngest viewers, two and plus. Uh, it's called Bluish, and it's actually this very heartwarming short film about a young boy named Ezra, and he's both Black and Jewish, hence the word Bluish. And for the first time, learning and looking around and realizing that he might be different than his classmates and struggling with that. But then at the end, you know, he meets other bluish kids and he really starts to embrace his identity. And it's a very charming film. The filmmaker Ezra, it's actually based on his life. Um, he's actually going to be at the festival as well this weekend to do a Q&A after the screening. We're just really excited to be able to bring this really sweet story uh, to our Seattle audiences. Wow, that's so interesting that also <laughs> the filmmaker will be there for a two plus film. So there may be questions from very young children as well. Honestly, my favorite questions we get in our Q&As with our, our filmmakers are from kids and they're from younger kids because they have the best questions <laughs> for filmmakers um, that really can stump the filmmakers. That's why I just love having kid audiences because they're the most honest audience you could ever find. Also, how did you get involved in children's film? I have always been really attracted to children's media and as a filmmaker, I really enjoy telling stories to be enjoyed by children. I've always made really whimsical and fun stories as a filmmaker anyways and I didn't really quite connect the dots until I myself went to a children's film festival as a filmmaker I got programmed and I was like great that makes sense like my film is is fun and but the minute the screening was done and I got to do the Q&A with the kids in the audience that's when like everything just clicked and I knew like this is what I meant to do it just makes me want to know more about this film that you worked on and the kind of questions that you were getting from the children that was so inspiring to you. It's just a little four-minute film that's just really colorful and whimsical and fun. It's these pairs of shoes who goes to the movies and sees a dancer on the screen and is just so inspired that she wants to become a dancer too. It went to about 20 different children's film festivals around the world. I just remember some of the questions I would get in Q&As and kids can ask very literal and practical questions like why were the shoes white and the other shoes were different colors, which, of course, I had a reason for doing that. But the fact that they actually picked up on that was just so impressive. And I just distinctly remember one little girl coming up to me after the show and she had a sparkly tutu on and it just made me think of myself because that's what I would wear to the movies too and her mom told me that this was her first time to the movies and that my film was her favorite and and the little girl just sort of stared up at me and I just my heart was just warm and it just reminded me of myself and how important the movies were for me and knowing that I gave that to someone else it really solidified my my love for children's media. We actually host so many kiddos that it's their first time in a movie theater. 
And I think a lot of kiddos in this generation aren't getting the opportunities as much to even go into a theater and see movies on a big screen and smell that popcorn and laugh with a crowd. I'm just so honored that we're able to provide that safe space for families to bring their kids for the first time. And if they're wiggly, that's totally fine because everyone else is wiggly in the audience. For KBCS, this is Yuko Kadama. Children's Film Festival Seattle also offers workshops for cinema goers of all ages, including one in shadow puppetry, silk screening, and crafting abstract films using 16mm tape. For more on this event, you can visit nwfilmforum.org or visit our webpage at kbcs.fm. For more KBCS stories and to support our work with a donation, you can visit kbcs.fm.